This is December 29th, 2013. Another year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Interesting as we just watched an awesome movie that inspires me uh, called uh, Brother White. About a man that's even before he was fully submitted and fully broken before the Lord had been uh, preordained of God to uh, relocate him and his family to uh, pastor a uh, smaller church of mostly a different culture how God always impacts us because he is not a respecter of persons uh, as he so always tells us commands us as well as lives out himself that he's not a respected persons that wherever he calls us that we are supposed to go we are not supposed to say what I'm different externally from them we are not supposed we do not have permission anywhere he says we do that but we don't have permission to uh we actually don't have his permission to do that it's in our ignorance in our rebellion before him uh, that we do it. Anywho, had an awesome uh, message from the Lord today, and and uh, burning bush, relating it how you know what Noah's response was, and how he was given a burning bush opportunity, and also referred to Paul and his Damascus Road experience. And how, um, and what his response was. If you look back in all of Scripture, we would notice all of our brothers and sisters, at one time or another, were given that account of first is for salvation, uh, as the starts there. And, uh, but then it goes beyond that. It goes to, It must always go to what He wants us to do. It's not a matter of what we want to do for God. It should never be about that. Uh, It should always be about, uh, Lord, what am I to do? Right after we get it. Now, sometimes it may take a few years. It can take God instantaneous because He doesn't go on no timing. But unfortunately... You know, he knows he's dealing with clay. He knows he's dealing with earth-made. These fleshly bodies are made of the earth. This earth will pass away, and like this earth, the bodies will pass away. That's why it's absolutely foolishness to God, before Almighty God, when we invest into earthly things, into earthly structures. I mean, how we use those investments utilize his finances if we're going to waste it on earthly treasures earthly things we have been become so blinded uh, by Satan <coughs> excuse me that uh, in allowing him to make us think that every earthly possession down here appreciates in value uh if and when we use it before God. There's no scriptural backup for that. We know the end of the book. You know, we know that every single thing here 
their surrounding, every possession, every inanimate object will uh, will perish. It will get burnt up. So it's like if we're putting all of our emphasis, all of our money. Now that's not to say that we are not commanded to work, because we are. It's all throughout Scripture. Let's see, as men, first and foremost, we are commanded to work with the hands God gave us to. We are not just just take, um, just think that you know. We are not to be. Some people are may not be physically working a laborer's job. But whatever we are doing, we are to work by the sweat of our brows. That was a curse that came along with Adam's sin. We know the curse that came along to Eve uh, because of her rebellion against God was she would have pain in childbirth. And we know Satan's curse. We know where he's going. He knows where he's going. He can't repent no more. His repentance is gone. We can still repent. But he knows you know, he, but he's made his bed, so to speak, and in, in, uh, lied in it. Um, so, I mean, that's just a stewardship one. You know, when we see, it's just like the same thing with, I grew up under a particular religious denomination that is very strong on physical works. And we should be able to see, if we have God's eyes, that that is the way the government is going now. That will appears to be the way the uh, Antichrist uh, will rule it. It will all be banging, be banging on what we are doing or what those people then, we who are born again, aren't going to be here. He's going to pull us out of the way. He's going to snatch us out of the way. He's going to catch us up. As what that's what that word um, catching away is. It's a snatching. It's like grabbing by the nap of the hair and. Pulling out of the way. Lot did not willingly go with the angel of the Lords, the two angels of the Lord that were sent uh, from God. He went, you know, they had to grab his hand in his wife's hand, in his kids' hands, to go along with him. Well, he may have, I think they had him in his wife's hand. And remember, his wife turned around. Look, she missed the things of the earth, the pleasures of the earth, their house. They probably had, it sounds like they may, perhaps may have had a big house in that day. Probably nothing compared to now. But they probably had a humongous house out there. She didn't want to leave on that. They had a comfortable lifestyle. They probably had riches. He sounded like he was a pillar in the community. Probably like equivalent to an elder in a church. Don't know where they came from. so she didn't want to. Look, they took that for granted. They probably thought they were working for God, or in essence, they were actually you know, working against Him. Actually, they were more caught up in themselves than anything else. That wasn't the burden of that action. Uh, but to get back to something else that the Lord kind of laid upon my heart is in the line of chastening. What father, whether physical father to a husband or wife, uh, well, that's what it's supposed to be, or a man or woman, as the way yeah, we have changed it through by Satan's uh, temptations um, into not necessarily being married, it's become more common to uh, 
just have a father, you know, be a mother and father of a child without being a husband and wife. Well, that's also going to be judged of God who is the righteous judge. But we got to look, um, as far as the chastening of the Lord, there's so many people that don't want to chasten their kids. I've seen it all the time. I still see it. They say, well, I'm not going to be like my parents. They were hiring those out there. You know, their parents were probably doing right. I'm not condoning any out there that were beating their children. I mean, this, you know, there's a hood term called beat down, which is actually not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it's not as good. It's just an expression. I'm not talking the physical beat down that brings, uh, uh, children's, uh, the, the state involved. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spankings. I'm talking about disciplining. You know, that should be seen as a correction, not as, um, only to say, okay, if you're doing it all the time, if they're, if they still continue doing the things, then you need to send them down and open the word of God and say, okay, how is this sinning God? We don't do that no more because we don't know who God is. We see Him every single day when we wake up. Out there. And we hear Him every single day when the wind blows out there. Or even the morning out there, you know, when we, if we hear birds or any of the, uh, flying and creeping things along the earth. We hear Him every day. If we hear, if we're in an area where we can hear crickets, we hear, we hear His creation every single day. But we don't acknowledge Him. We've forgotten who He is. Uh, if we ever knew Him at all. To say we grew up in the church, that don't mean you know God. That means you know man's religion. And I'm not knocking the church as the body of Christ. What God is not pleased with is church as man's institution. That was not creative necessarily by God. That's Those are government approved entities. Uh, the church, according to God, is us, is His body. It is wherever we are at. We worship Him both singly as well as corporately. Both are required of God, and the term worship is not, we have confused that. We have confused worship to mean just music that is nowhere in Scripture. That needs to be get along. But to get back to chastening a little bit without straying too far, I'm trying to learn from God uh, and others that He puts in my path to stay on task, stay on topic. I ain't there yet. <laughs> continue praying for me. Love y'all. Um, I try and like everything, every time I open my mouth, I want to make sure it's God glorifying and it's from God. I don't want it to be anything else. Others may deem different. Others look for, you know, are still looking with fleshly eyes instead of through His Word to see it. And that's, you know, God is the judge, not me. I love everyone. There's very few, whenever hatred had tried to enter into to this temple, I mean, God's always quickly removed it. Or removed it over time and through circumstances. I mean, it's hard for me to retain any kind of uh, hatred uh, over anyone. You know, I've been hurt throughout all my life, but I usually, it shakes it off over time. That's his pruning. That's his love when inside. Um, But back to chastening, we've now confused it. We just, we figure in order to chasten people, it's always publicly. 
God has never done that through Scripture. He comes to us alone first. But if we are so in rebellion that we're, no, that we're not hearing Him, I'm going to use David as an example. King David, uh, when he committed those two sins, committed the sin of... Actually, I think it was more, actually. It was what, fornication, adultery, uh, and then murder. Uh, probably misuse of power. I'm sure there was more in there if we dig deep enough, but we're not going to do it at this time. Um, he wasn't hearing God no more. He was like, stopped. I mean, he was doing the thing. Still in God's will. He was still the king. God didn't remove him from that one. But, however, uh, he sent a prophet to him. He sent Nathan. Most all of you, if not all of you, have read the story, have heard it. But he went alone. There was nobody around. He wasn't surrounded by his entourage like President Obama and all prior presidents retain until the day they die. Uh, obviously not as many entourage as when they were living and when they were in office, but they still had that entourage called Secret Service. But anyways... Um, he went to him alone. Any one of them, when Peter needed to be chastened, when God used Paul over in Galatians, didn't say everybody was right close to him. It didn't say Paul shouted it out. It just says he corrected them and he made sure. Now, there are times when God will use a situation and he'll have to do it. But what the devil wants to do, do is publicly humiliate us. When when we screw up, not if, when. Anybody that says they haven't screwed up is saying the same thing as uh, they've committed no sin. And that's calling God a liar in Jesus. Period. End of story. But uh, anyways, uh, like the chastening end of it. Um... The devil will do everything that when we screw up, uh, he'll publicly humiliate us or attempt to. He won't show the repentance once God properly corrects us through others, uh, or through his word first, but through others if necessary or when necessary, I should say. He'll, so those who follow public rebuking, public correction, are basically not following God at first. Now he starts out with just sending a brother or a sister one on one. If that person don't listen, then he'll send two or three. That's the way we gotta correct. And then right up until the church and then right up until bye bye. We need to ask you to leave. We need to remove you for a season. But you know what? When he removes that, it's not forever. It's for a season. He'll allow Satan to come in and completely ravage us to wake us up. Because he knows our means. He knows our makeups. He created us. He formed us in our mother's womb. Each and every one of them. Each and every one of us. We were all sinners the moment we were born. Until we came to God. Until we were born again. Until the Holy Spirit of God was conceived in us. In a similar fashion as Jesus was conceived in in Mary. Not made through a man and a woman. That new birth has to take place in each. That conceiving has to take place in each and every 
one of us. Period. No man, no woman can bring that forth. Almighty God only. It's not by our works. It's not by the works of any of our hands. It's by love. So those that... So in, in closing on this one, as far as the chastening, I know there are a couple of lessons in here for me as well as for all of them. And so, I mean, I've screwed up. I mean, I've gone to somebody publicly and I've let the devil uh, use use this vessel of God's um, to try and humiliate publicly. I've done it and I pray that I've gone to everybody that I've done that to at this point and asked for forgiveness. Publicly, uh, and publicly don't necessarily, if you're cross country or across the world, I mean, you don't have to jump on a plane, save up the money for a plane ticket. I mean, what's wrong with Skype, a phone? It could just be a public text, whatever. I mean, it could be a Facebook thing. I mean, that can be used for God's glory. Um, as long as we remember that can also be a stronghold to we can love Facebook more than we love God. We can love any of the other ones, the zillions of others, Twitters, uh, more than we love God. Um, so, but for some of you out there that have let God, I mean, let Satan use you to publicly humiliate somebody, that's not accountability. That's not, um, group dynamics. That's antichrist behavior. That's the way antichrist would do it. That when somebody screws up, they're publicly humiliated. That's the same way as Jesus suffered and died on a cross. It was public. He was naked before everybody and he was nailed to that cross before everybody else and everybody knew what he taught. But everybody knew he humbled himself. Only those that were born again, that had become born again, like you're the apostles, they didn't understand it at first, and they heard the teaching. They knew that that must happen. The religious leaders, that's the thing that still blows my mind and I don't fully understand, is they taught it, they read all the prophets, they knew he had to do that for us. He did that for me. He did that for you. <laughs> if you're still living under religious doctrine, if you're still living for self, if you're still, if you're still thinking you're here to uh, live out or bring forth by your works of your hand goals or dreams that you put down on paper, I mean, friend, family member, brother, sister, it's God. It's got to be all Jesus Christ. We can do absolutely nothing by the work of our hands. Do you understand? You can't even breathe without God. We can't wake. For those of us that are blessed to have two arms and two legs, we can't use them for God. We can do nothing with them. That glorifies God in heaven, that can get us into heaven. We can do absolutely nothing. Jesus, when He fed the multitudes, that's not all he did. The first thing he did was proclaim the kingdom of God, which is himself. He talked about himself and how he was fulfilling. He is the fulfillment of Scripture. He just didn't give somebody food to get him fat. He just didn't put a clothes on somebody. That's nowhere in Scripture. We need to get back to the gospel of Jesus Christ that God sent His only Son, Jesus, still in Himself. He's part of the Godhead. Jesus was 
is, was, always will be fully God, and He took the form of us flesh. He came to earth for one purpose only, not to just heal people physically, not to just deliver sickness, uh, deliver us from our sicknesses to make us comfortable, not to give us houses, not to give us cars, not to give us organizations, institutions, not to make us pastors or teachers or priests. Well, he can't, not to give husbands and wives and children, not to give clothing, not to give food. He gave to give himself for our sins. The final lamb of God, the sacrificial lamb. Bulls and rams can't do it. Wolves can't do it. They never could. That was only a temporary fix. No pun there intended with the name. How about that? He came down for one purpose only. To suffer and die for on the cross for us. To be buried for three days into the earth. He stripped. During that three days, he stripped Satan of all power. He, he bruised his head. He took the keys back from hell and from death. He don't have no more. The devil can't send nobody to hell or take nobody to hell and death. He can cause us all to stumble and to not hear the word of God. It appears he's doing wonderfully now. We don't see all the words God doing. We're not even here fully to make disciples. And don't get that twisted with Matthew 28 either. Jesus says that if we're loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's not us doing the work. We're just looking at Him, listening to Him. But we have to shut up. We have to be quiet before Him. That's the only way you hear. Two people can't talk at the same time. God's not going to talk until we shut up. You ever try to talk to somebody want to talk? I've done that myself. I still do it. I still stumble with that. Like an idiot. When you're trying to talk to somebody and they're still talking. And sometimes I don't know when to shut up. But the only thing that should be on our lips, if we're believers, the only thing that should be on our lips is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wrote, God rose him up three days later. And there was, there's no remnants of his body in there. Because it was glorified. He raised up the body and changed it. Different body than they saw before. They didn't even recognize him. When he came to him on the beach. When he, when he was on the beach. His disciples. They first didn't recognize him. The two guys on the man. It's in Luke chapter 24. Didn't even recognize him. When they walked with him. They went into the house. Until he allowed their eyes to be opened. Until he started. Opening his words. And then they recognized him. And then he left. They saw him go up in the clouds, get caught up in the cloud and disappear before their physical eyes. But then when he poured himself out by the by the Holy Spirit, that's our power. God even said in the book of Acts, I can't remember what chapter at this point, he says, He'll give us the Spirit to do His will. But it also says in there, He's not going to give us the fullness of His power until we obey. But it's not a matter of so if we're just if we just think that's the love of God by just clothing somebody or giving food, you always gotta be presenting the gospel. You guys just say Jesus gave just not to just keep you you know so you don't go hungry physically, because the, all that doing is feeding the flesh, and it doesn't take that. There's nothing like that in Scripture. We need to get away from that's religion. And that may be man's religion. That's what Egypt, Assyria, Babylonia, Persia, uh, 
so Medo-Persia rather, but uh, the Greek, or Greece, and then the Rome, and then the final empire, which is the Inukash Empire, which is a combination of all seven of those put together. That's what they will do. They will just deal with the fleshly end. But we gotta remember him. We gotta believe in the G- Lord Jesus Christ. We gotta believe in this guy. So we gotta believe that he came to suffer and die, raised three days later, and, and ascend 40 days after that. And he sits at the right hand of God. He is God. He's in God. They all have a purpose. The Godhead is one God. But they have like three attributes. God Almighty is Father, Overseer, Judge. And what's a good judge done? He will judge right and wrong. When we screw up, He has to correct us. A father, whether a spiritual father in the faith, like I've been to many, hope I still am. Only God knows that, and only they know that. It's my desire to see you grow up in the Lord, not to see you grow up become kings and queens, husbands and wives, fathers uh, and mothers. You know, that'd be cool too, but I want to see my children in the faith of Jesus Christ grow up in the faith of Jesus Christ. The enemy now is trying to tempt me. and He's successful right now thinking I've reigned in vain. But if we think everybody's the car where we, where we're called, you know how big this earth is? This earth is passing away. We're all called to different places. There's nothing in scripture that ever showed where everybody was called to one place except for the kingdom of God. We are now seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in the spirit. That's where we need to be living every day. When we live that out, when we comprehend that, and I certainly don't have a comprehend that, when we correct people according to God's word and stop doing it according to Satan's rule of public humiliation, correct everybody, put your arms around somebody saying, Brother, I was praying the other day, and your actions is not lining up with Scripture. Let me show, let's open the Scriptures and let me pray with you and for you. That's love. Public humiliation is hatred. We can call it love, but that's hatred. Some are going to receive this correction. Some are not. That will remember. That is our judge. Not me. Not you. Not anybody. Not any human other than Jesus Christ. He's the only human that also was fully God as well as fully man that can judge and will judge. His wrath will be poured out against all those that uh, rejected Him. We talk about the love of God. The love of God is is the, His leading characteristic for all that. Because of His love, He hates sin. Not sinners. He hates sin. Well, if they're still in sin, then I guess He'll hate them to a point. But he wants to see him repent and come to his, the knowledge of him. And he wants to save him. His hands are still hauling out. But the grace, the age of grace is rapidly coming to an end before our eyes. Gog and Magog, for those that study scripture, truly study scripture, is Russia. By the Black Sea area. How big is Russia becoming? The United States military is going down. 
is no we no longer hold the power force that we did. We only had it because we were glorifying God and for the age of grace. That age each age in the past dispensations do not last. Only the kingdom of God is everlasting. And it's in Him. That 1,000 years, that's only a temporary. It's what God does after that. With the new Jerusalem, in the new heavens, in the new earth. There will be no sin, no temptation. Nothing of the flesh will be in there. No fleshly desires. I'll be longer for that one. Uh, at that point, we'll all be married to Jesus Christ. But it's a marriage that is not fully described in Scripture. Because we can't comprehend it. This side of heaven. Whether He comes in the clouds before tonight's over or He calls me home. I'm beginning to discern a little bit. I don't have that much long, longer here upon the earth. But I want to finish strong. I, I desire with all my heart to finish the race that God has called me. And if I was America, I don't know who you but I know He wants to send, or how. I don't know His provision. I don't see all that stuff. I haven't discerned that yet. Our nation is dying. Nehemiah had, was given the anguish of God. A portion of the anguish of God. We can't handle it all. God is grieving over this world. He knows what's getting ready to come up. We don't. He knows what the next stage is. He knows what the, uh, the Antichrist reign will be. There will be a one world ruler. And all who are earth dwellers, all who are attached to this earth, will, will accept him. They will fall for his lies. All those people at that point, living on the earth, except for just a small little portion. We are not that portion. That portion will be back probably out of Israel. Will be centered on Israel once again. That's his firstborn child. That's God's bride. That's God's covenant. God does not break covenant. His eyes will go fully back, well, back on Israel. We know God's eyes can be everywhere. So we may say fully, but we know He's still working throughout the whole earth. He will, He must pour His worth out. It's like a judge, a righteous judge is sitting in the throne. He has to judge according to what is right. Not judge, not those that are judging now uh, in favor of homosexuality. For those that are trapped in it, it's your choice. If you want to continue to go down that path, we're not going to stand in your way. We just want to encourage you. You want us to seek the Lord. Why don't you shut when you sit down? Sit down with us and let us open the scripture and we'll listen to you. We should be receptive, brothers and sisters, to listening to those that are bound up in sin. We know they're caught up in Satan's blinders. Because we were once there. Maybe not in those particular areas, obviously. Uh, 
But we were there. But what we need to do is we need to be actually reaching out our hand and loving, loving them enough. But to love somebody and let them continue going down a sinful path, that's not love at all. That is not God's love at all. Loving them enough is to tell the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're afraid of the gospel. We are absolutely afraid of the gospel of Jesus, Jesus Christ now. Because it offends people. It offended us until he got a hold of us and saved us. I thank him every day that I'm saved by his grace. Well, I'll end with that one. So, before I go too straight off path again. So, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your discipline. I thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy, Lord, each and every day. That's the only reason we're still here. Thank you, Lord, that any words that we desire to speak right now as your children, as your servants, as your followers, is not done by our own strength because we can never do it. Thank you for every member of your body, every brother and sister. Father God, further, you know, I pray that you will open the their ears to your sweet, loving voice, and I pray that you will speak to them and tell them where they are supposed to go. I pray, Father God, that you will remove every stumbling block, every hindrance, that every busyness that keeps that is keeping them away from quiet time with you. Father God, I pray that you will teach them as in Hebrews talks about the rest that is in you. The rest that your children, most of your children Israel rejected. I pray that you will give them that perfect rest in you. I pray, Father God, that you will teach us all how to judge according to your righteousness and love according to your love, Father God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Love y'all and I will always miss you. And always pray of God uh, will desire our past across again. So, but...